Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 55 of On the Flank. I wonder how's John George alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, this is the first very early morning show for me over here in L.A. Uh, it's 10 a.m. for you, but how are you feeling? Ah, uh, good enough. I think, I mean, I had 8 a.m. class, so I've been up for like five hours already. You also got up early, just like me. <laughs> That's true. I didn't realize you were back in LA, though. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, I, I went home for a week and then came back here to LA to look for jobs after nice. this Echo Fox falling out. But yeah, it's weird because I haven't woken up early in a very long time because <laughs> I'm jobless. So yeah, postseason Overwatch League, now's the time. Absolutely, well, it will be very soon. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and my favorite team, the LA Gladiators, are are moving all, moving away from uh, the Sentinels, actually. So they've got a lot of people to hire. That that could be a nice destination, Joe. Ooh, nice. You can you can help them make their sports center commercials. <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll continue the legacy of their sports center commercials. I'm excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, Joe. Before I mean, we've got we've got a grand finals match to talk about, of course. But before we do, that's going to be a little bit later in the show. We got to talk about how we got there, and that was with five matches this weekend, four of which went four zero. Lots of fours. Um, so a, a bunch of Overwatch. That uh, and this is what's going to happen when you have the San Francisco Shock playing in the lower bracket apparently joe <laughs> evidently i mean you know we, we knew they were going to be good and that they would they would have success in the lower bracket but yeah um just going like what 12 and 0 or 16 and 0 even yeah this in is the lower a, bracket after losing to atlanta a little bit more than success is what i would call it i'd call it dominance i'd call it i'd be scared if i were the vancouver titans is what i would be saying to myself yeah. Well, my comment to you before we started the show, I said, um, you know, it's interesting. I mean, other than having fewer matches this week than normal, but we actually uh, um, it had much less Overwatch this week than normal, <laughs> just because like because it was all four O's. Yep, uh, a lot less. I and I was saying I feel bad for the people who went to the arena Saturday and Sunday. And I mean, Sunday, while it was a 4-0, I do think every map was very close between the San Francisco Shock and New York Excelsior. Uh, of course, we'll get to that match last because that was the last match. But let's start Thursday um, where I immediately lost two, two matches in my picks, Joe, and then I was not feeling confident anymore that I was going to beat you. Um, but first game, Atlanta Rain, Hangzhou Spark, rest in peace to the Atlanta Rain, who uh, clearly we talked about on the show last week. Their one defining moment would be being the San Francisco Shack in the first round. But now it's looking like their one defining moment is triggering the San Francisco Shock to go 16 and 0 and possibly win the entire thing. Um, why, I mean, why do you think they just completely halted they didn't slow down joe they just <laughs> stopped right after they beat san francisco like the playoffs were over why did they what what happened i mean they did beat san francisco and then lost to new york and that was something they actually pulled uh, two maps off of the uh i guess now third place team so that's something but 
Uh, but yeah, then, then running, you know, smack dab into a, to a Hangzhou spark. I mean, um, sort of last week I, uh, mentioned after their loss to New York, I said, you know, if you're, if you're an Atlanta player, I mean, you've got to be, you know, really satisfied, uh, with what you've done already, even, you know, getting, um, uh, getting past shock in the first round, uh, and then, um, Granted, they're losing twice after that, but getting past shock in the first round, making it uh, to play in New York, holding relatively holding your own against them, uh, you know, to the extent you've got to be satisfied there. And then, yeah, running into <laughs> running into a Hangzhou spark that uh, that did did four of them. Um, not not uh, not certainly as much of like a blowout as as we've seen from some other teams, but um, I think you've got to be really really satisfied with the way this season's ended. I mean, that's what, like, top six, probably. Um, oh, yeah, top six, at least, um, for Atlanta, like, in their opening season, and this was, like, after DeFran left and all this. They've been through a lot, and, um, yeah, man, I mean, you gotta, you gotta count something. You count that as worth something. And the other thing we haven't really ever said about Atlanta um, is mentioning Gator, because um, mm-hmm. he's, he's been playing for them uh, throughout the playoffs, and I think like that's the first time that they pulled him up from contenders. Um, but yeah, sacrificing a, a spot in the um, contenders gauntlet, obviously for Atlanta Academy. But yeah, they, they've been. I think this is definitely something you can be proud of as an Atlanta fan, but like as a, a team member too. Yeah, uh, and I've heard it so often. Um, Atlanta Rain players have talked about it like crazy. The Atlanta Academy team is beating them in scrims like crazy, Joe. So um, <laughs> that's big for them, I guess. So they've got they've got a bunch of players in Atlanta Academy who, like Gator, could at any time come up to the main roster here and apparently just dominate the league um, because apparently they're beating a bunch of Overwatch League teams in scrims. And apparently they're fantastic. They're the best team in the world, Joe. And they're sitting there in contenders. Um, so, yeah, this is I agree with you. This is like this is a great start for the Atlanta Reign. Great first season. They're here with with the top boys, the top boys of uh, of this of this year. So, um, yeah, I've got no complaints for the Atlanta Reign. I mean, it feels like they could have done more after that shock upset. Um, take some more momentum, but obviously NYXL is also a great team. It, it sparks spark looked like a great team here in the playoffs too. So you'll absolutely be, you'll take that victory. Um, I guess maybe this is this is Sparks one shining moment from from this this weekend um so should we t- do you want to talk about spark and their one shining moment and, and and how they look good joe you haven't been too high on the spark ever <laughs> this season they finished fourth in the regular season i believe now they finished fourth total including playoffs they were the f- fourth team um fourth total overall what do you what do you think of their season joe uh, i mean were you impressed by them this game did you have a, any feeling that they would beat San Francisco Shock, or were you like, no, Shock's going to dominate? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, clearly it's been a good season. I mean, that's uh, uh, it's not really uh, you know worth arguing. I mean, they sort of um, almost snuck into their position, and I say that when they made 
um, three stage playoffs, <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I don't know. It's just uh, you know three and four stage one, uh, five and two stage two, six and one stage three, and then uh, back to four and three in stage four. I mean, uh, it, you know, is a team that's been sort of consistently at least mediocre uh, through through the whole season, and obviously pretty good here late um and, and especially for again that i think part of the reason i've sort of blown them off because i will admit uh you know fully to, to all the hangzhou spark fans that listen to this show um that yeah I, I've, I've sort of blown them off this season i think part of that was because of our really like we can trace it back to the world cup last year uh, when it was just Gushway, 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 and nobody could talk about anything except for Gushway, and then, uh, <laughs> and then the team that they put together, uh, you know, sort of seemed to be centered around uh, uh, Gushway on the main tank. And, and granted, you know, he's a good main tank. He, he was last year. He he was in this season. Um, I don't think he's playing for Team China this year, um, or in this Overwatch World Cup. We probably would have talked about him by the by now, but. Um, but he, he, you know he's a good player. But my my main concern was that like that wasn't going to hold up on the Overwatch League stage. And I mean, um, you, you know, in, in lots and lots of respects, that's definitely uh, not uh, not been the case. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you. He is playing for China this year still. Um, oh, he is. Okay. Yeah, but I I I think I think the Overwatch League fans i think the overwatch league even the desk and production is is guilty of this they see a name like gushway sometimes and they're like people know who this is so let's hype him up some more and i think this is a prime example of that because i don't think gushway is near top of my list of main tanks here um but he constantly was getting praise I, I was not that impressed with him this season. He had a fantastic World Cup. I think that hype carried into the season all the way to right now somehow because I, I don't think he was performing that well compared to the World Cup. Um, certainly, I, he, there could be an argument for him being a top five main tank for sure. But I, I don't think he's top. I don't think he's cream of the crop here, Joe, which is why I don't understand why he's talked about so much, why he's voted for all star, why he's voted for roll star, why he's just all over the place with with these people. Um, was he also one of the MVP candidates? I can't remember. Um, I don't think yeah, so, because so. it was what Maybe. Super Sinatra Twilight. Um and two others, but I don't think it was Gushway. <laughs> Maybe it was. Um, yeah, but if you just look at the standings, like you have the top three, uh, Titans, Shock, Excelsior, 60-plus map differential for Shock and Titans, 40-plus for oh, NYX. No, 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 he, he was. Sorry. John yeah. and Gushway. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is why I think he's overhyped. He's not a top five player. I don't even... I think he's iffy on top five main tank. But well, people- and in fact, I, I see. Sorry, I interrupted you, but no uh, I hear here on their Overwatch League MVP voting page, which is closed now. But he ended up second in in public voting. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I expect that at this point in public voting. Like uh, ever since the All Star Game, Joe, I don't. <laughs> I expect whoever the most popular name is. I expect Pine to be the MVP if he was a candidate <laughs> in public voting. <laughs> um, 
straight. I mean, straight up, just like so many people, I feel like don't pay attention. Or there are a lot of people who are like, where the heck's prep where the heck's pine. He's the best player in the league. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's one of the best mechanical players in the league, but he's so situational guys. Um, you can't be MVP if you're that situational. It's true. Yeah. I think I, I remember seeing on Reddit or something that he had, um, it was on a stream recently. He was talking about why he didn't ever play this season. Just talking about that, like the 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 meta just didn't agree with him. Basically, yeah. <laughs> that, that it just wasn't like the way he likes to play, and so therefore he wasn't doing well in it. I mean, makes sense. Have you? I mean, this this meta I don't think is the way a lot of people like to play, but definitely Pine, um, who is a hit scan god, and we have. I mean, we maybe have seen a little bit of Widow in stage four ish but it's mostly there's been no hit scans uh, besides mccree um so but yeah getting back to my spark point yeah if you take a look at the map differential the top three teams they're all at 40 at least 40 plus and then you go to the hangzhou spark in the season and it was just 12 um of which the fifth and sixth place team had a better map differential even the eighth place Seoul Dynasty had a better map differential. So Seoul or Hangzhou Spark, while they were winning, they were winning in very close fashion, which is why I think, despite which is why when they're fourth, I, I get kind of confused because I because I'd be like, well, I've never been super impressed by the Hangzhou Spark, but they're in fourth somehow. Um, and it's just maybe that's their that's their skill. It's just being undervalued all season <laughs> yeah um it's just pulling out three two wins probably joe it's it's pulling out that map five win and then barely barely getting wins out and somehow they're 18 and 10 with a with a 12 map differential um which is pretty pretty crazy but they ended up finishing fourth and i will admit they did look pretty good here in the playoffs so um but the next match is uh the match of the week obviously it's the only one that didn't go 4-0 um oh wait no wait it's la gladiators versus shock completely forgot about that <laughs> one i want to forget about that one okay <laughs> yeah yeah that was a little rough yeah you can talk joe just just talk about this one i don't want to i don't want to well <laughs> i mean there's not much to say uh i mean about as about it as a shock match specifically i mean um because like like we said you know chuck lost to Atlanta first round came back they've gone 16 and 0 in the rest of the playoffs sent them all the way to the grand finals and gladiators was just stop number two on their way to, <laughs> to just roll, roll, rolling over the rest of the playoffs field i mean uh and, and again because gladiators are a good team we've established that they they beat their other opponent, whoever that was. Who did they beat? I forget. Shock. In the first, uh, no, the Gladiators in the first round. Oh, beat, the Gladiators beat Spark. Uh, Spark. They beat Spark. How oh, just Spark? They did. Yeah. I, I love our live fact checking. It's just <laughs> <laughs> we don't <laughs> this have the entire facts. show is just we don't have facts. Uh, we stink yeah. at facts. I mean, to be fair, I'm up. I'm up before 8 a.m. for the first time in a while, so I don't have the facts straight here. Okay, I'm still <laughs> sleeping. It's, it's true. I feel like you know, looking up the MVP, all that. It's great. We just want to be accurate. That's the point. Yeah. 
But uh, they did beat Hangzhou Spark Gladiators. I mean, they're a good team. We've, that's not really up for debate. I mean, what did they finish in this season? They finished, you know, right below Spark. Mm-hmm. Um, really solid, seventeen and eleven. And I think they've um, with with this roster or a similar one, they're going to be even better next season. I mean, it was relatively uh, relatively young, particularly like uh, Decay and Aurora. I know, but. Uh, but but yeah, it's hard to talk about a, a shock playoff match this season without talking about the shock. That yeah, just just looking really excellent um, in lots of these matches that they have. I mean, they've started to play. Well, they haven't started, but they've continued to play a really solid DPS rotation um, with basically all four, I think, or certainly three uh, of their DPS players in uh, Sinatra. Uh, Rascal and Striker, uh, but also Architect. Yeah, so all four of them really have seen playtime in these playoffs. I mean, um, whereas you know Moth and Violet pretty much on standby just with their their awesome support play, but uh, they they found what they're good at in this meta. I think is absolutely the case, um, and it's really hard. And obviously, teams have struggled um, to to find a way to to. Um, to, to either to use that against them or just to, to try to nullify that even even a little bit, you know, sort of on their conquest of the league. Yeah. Um, I Just those four DPS players are all so good, Joe. It's so insane to see four DPS players that good on the same team. And now they're using all of them, which is very nice. Uh, some of me wonders if they're just like, one of these players is going to leave next year. They can easily start on any other team. So let's just start playing all of them so they stay <laughs> because yeah, we want them all. Yeah, sh- show them off for a, for a trade, right? Yeah, possibly. Uh, but I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even know what they need. A lot of money out of shock players, what, I'm sure, for yeah, next season. I guess they'll take money. They don't need a player, really. Let's take some yeah. more money to pay these amazing players. Make sure they keep crusty forever. Um, just so much talent on this team. We, do, I mean, we talked about it at, at, during our season preview. Even so much, so much talent on this team, uh, and it's great to see Striker finally filling into a, a nice role here. We didn't see him in like the first half of the season, basically, and he was one of the most dominant players for the Boston Uprising last year, and now he's here. Now he's definitely absolutely. now he's absolutely and, and in fact he does get my MVP um, for the week too, um, which you know not necessarily anything particular, uh, you know from a striker this week that we saw, but just you know being back I and mean, we haven't seen him tons like during this season, uh, but being back and, and popping off for shock um, as we predicted he would, uh, it just, just took a little bit of time, mm. and he just hasn't gotten very much. Um, love for us so far this season but he's a good player surprise yeah um absolutely i i just pray one day we get to see him on his tracer once again we've seen it a a tiny bit but i just want to see it i just want to see it i miss tracer i played overwatch yesterday someone was playing tracer i was like god i miss seeing tracer sometimes in overwatch league um but yeah let's move on i I don't want to i guess i should do my in memoriam for LA Gladiators 2019 kind of, but obviously they're my favorite team. 
I'm kind of scared now that some news we'll talk about later. Depay is apparently looking for new opportunities because I think he's a big reason why this team's good. Um, so I'm a little scared for next year. I'm scared that Decay, he was probably the most expensive pickup of the offseason. I don't think he lived up to the hype as much as most expensive pickup of the offseason did. It should have pushed him to a little bit further or at least able to beat teams like Shock every once in a while, beat teams like Titans every once in a while. That would be nice. Um I mean they were things like that. Yeah. They were they were pretty close in this Titans game, but of course, once the Titans hit Matt Four, it's just like Nah, you're not going to win. Sorry. <laughs> we're, we're past map four and we're going Super Saiyan now and it's over. So, uh, yeah, they were, I don't know. They just, you you expect big pickups like that. I know it's Decay's rookie season. Maybe next year he'll be back and even better and more confident. Um, but this year, not that impressed with, with uh, them paying the big bucks on this dude. Uh, so we'll see. Um... <laughs> This was the match to rewatch for you, Joe, and I just copied you and said what you said because nothing, <laughs> nothing else was good enough to rewatch. Maybe Shock Excelsior on Sunday because they were close maps all the way through, even though it was a 4-0. But this was the match. NYXL, Vancouver Titans, map seven on Friday the 13th, baby. Um I hadn't made that connection. <laughs> what a not, night. Not, not great if you're already cursed in playoffs to have a playoff <laughs> match on Friday the 13th. God. And I was rooting for NYXL hard in this match. I was like, these boys deserve it. They've won so many matches. They've gone so far. They finally deserve to be in the grand finals here, close to New York. And uh, Joe, they ended up not being able to do it this um this weekend at all they had two opportunities well first was against the vancouver titans here um and of course going into map four nyxl looking great up two one and then it's something about map four joe that just turns the titans on because then they get on the watch point just blazing time destroy busan and all of a sudden i'm like okay there's no way the titans losing this match NYXL did come back on Numbani with a really good time, uh, but then the Titans said, no, we're just going to destroy on Dorado. Sorry. I mean, but it's something with NYXL and Dorado map sevens. Because <laughs> um, this happens yeah, all the time. Think, uh, yeah, they're, they're talking about like, it was pre- previous playoffs or something. I couldn't remember exactly what the, the detail was, but uh, yeah, no, it's... <laughs> it, 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 yeah. I mean, it's frustrating to an extent uh, to try to be a New York fan in these playoffs. I mean, obviously, this is like the best they've done. But uh, yeah, like you said, picking Numbani there is like a, a super comfort pick that was good. But um, I like when the casters, you know, tell stories or tell the stories of, you know, you have to um, you have to win the maps you pick. <laughs> and this um, especially in the latter half of the um, of the match, like when you're when you're playing Vancouver, and they keep maintaining the consistent this consistency that they are, you know, it becomes more and more difficult to do. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to remember what I believe they got eliminated from the playoffs last year on Dorado as well to the London Spitfire. I, I believe they just always get eliminated in the playoffs on Dorado. It's just the, the Dorado; they don't like it. 
Um, huh. And that's, I mean, it was the Titans pick. It was the Titans map seven pick. And they were like, well, let's go to Dorado. Um, but yeah, just, go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, yeah, just, just, uh, it was probably super intentional. I was just like, <laughs> they don't like this map. Yeah. It'll be poetic justice that way. Um, but t- like. yeah, Titans also really good on Dorado. So, uh, makes sense. We, I mean, it's just the Titans. They just turn up. They just turn up. Once it hits map four, it's like this team is seems too good. And Joe, I don't know if you know this, but every single match in the playoffs has to go to map four. So that's just unfair. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So even, uh, even if the shot go up 3-0 against these guys, I'm scared for them. <laughs> Yeah, well, and because then and Vancouver picks map four too. If Shock is up three zero, yeah, exactly. So, also, I, I forgot I was gonna make my joke uh, when we started talking about this match um, to be like, um, well, you, you know, I, I don't know. It's just rough because because Runaway now is not our level as fanboy triggering as that sounds. But <laughs> I'm triggered. Yeah, I I didn't get to make my joke. Everyone just did. I love how I mean every single time Titans have to make Titans make a stage playoffs and now they're making the grand finals. That, that copy pasta is spammed, of course, and deservedly. Um, <laughs> because guess what, Joe? They after this match here, they're in the grand finals, um, which is well deserved at this point. But if we look back in time, if we go back to the very beginning of the season, um, I th- did we even have Titans in like our top three? Either of us. Um, I mean, we knew they would be good. I think I had them like five or six, maybe, just because that was when we were, or at least when I was rating the expansion team super low, just generally, though. Yeah. Uh, let me pull that up here because I've got it um, on my computer. Uh, it's post stage one preseason. We had Vancouver. Both of us had them at six. Okay. Okay. That's makes sense. So we didn't even have them top five, but they they came out here and they were like, no, we're we're top two we're top two guys um we definitely thought they'd be good though i just wasn't sure i definitely thought they would be owl level (laughs) um but (laughs) i i didn't i did not think they would be this dominant in overwatch league which they have been so far uh besides that one other team the san francisco shock who was also pretty dominant it's true uh, but yeah, as far as I guess we shouldn't do an in memoriam segment for NYXL because this wasn't their last match, but it felt <laughs> <Yeah>. like their <laughs> it feels like their last match that I would if I were an NYXL fan, I would not want to remember the other one. I want to remember this one because this one you went down with an absolute fight for sure. Um, and it was a close one. And I, I definitely after doing Bonnie, I was like, OK, NYXL could pull this off. They could do it. Uh, and Titan said, no, Dorado, we, we win. Um, but yeah, anyone, anyone on NYXL in particular, um, impress you this game, Joe? Ah, uh, this particular game. I mean, the, I mean, um, uh, I, I guess probably just the highlight of this match is just like the good play we've seen from them in general already. I mean, there's nothing like super specific, um, like out of this match that like um would have would have pulled them over or didn't pull them over the um 
the Titans, you know, that I can think of. But yeah, just general, I mean, New York playoffs uh, gameplay, which uh, has a different meaning this season than it has in the past. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's fine. You know, they uh, pulling off their fun Nomadi strategies that they have and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, there's, there's only so much that actually happens. Yeah, I, I would have liked to see just Bastion all the time for Sabio P, you know, just pulling it out. Because whenever he pulled it out, it looked amazing. Uh, it looked to confuse the Titans. But I guess he can't pull that out all the time or else the Titans start start figuring it out pretty quickly. It's true. Um, and also it's map dependent, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, Vancouver Titans, they move on to the Grand Finals. Um, and... <laughs> We talk about how there's no bracket reset. I ugh, after this weekend, I think the Vancouver Titans would love a bracket reset. <laughs> I'll tell you what, because I'm scared for them. Yeah. Uh, Hangzhou Spark, San Francisco Shock. Uh, maybe, maybe this was the wor- one of the worst matches this week between this and the Hangzhou Spark Atlanta Rain, maybe, um, or Gladiators Shock. I mean, all there were a bunch of four O's. Yeah, and you know it's just hard with um, like the way. Uh, Again, it, it, it's just, you know not hard for the shock, but it, it's it's hard with the way the shock has been rolling through here to say much other than they weren't as good a team and mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they lost in four maps. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, when we already we already did like an in memoriam part about the Akshay Spark, that was how we let That's off. True. We let off with the game they won, and we said, "Okay, but rest <laughs> in peace to them because they they might have beaten the Atlanta Rain, but they did not beat the San Francisco Shock." So rest in peace to both the Rain and the Spark. It's um, true. So yeah, we don't really even have to talk about this match if we don't want here, because we've talked about how shaman at the Shock are. We talked about how the Spark um, maybe were a bit overrated this season, but ended up finishing fourth. Um. And yeah, that sums up this match pretty. I mean, the shocker just so good that sparked it. While while each map was pretty close point wise, I, I I never believed Spark was going to pull out a a victory on any of these maps. So, uh, shock's just more clutch. Um, which was also the story of the next game, Shock versus NYXL. Which I guess we could do our in memoriam for NYXL now. Um, this was not as close as Titans Excelsior, which is the first, which is exhibit a as to why I am scared for the Titans. Um, but this possibly could have been the fact that NYXL were so demoralized, so destroyed by that loss to Vancouver Titans that they just didn't have that much motivation going into this match. Do you think that's it? Do you think we, I mean, it feels like we didn't see as good of an NYXL as we did on uh, versus the Titans, uh, maybe a little bit, but they they were still playing all these maps pretty close. Um, especially Temple Temple of Anubis going going to six to five there, um, and it was at one point I think the New York New York Excelsior had like a better time bank too, and and Shock still pulled it out. Of course. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and they both had really, like, really solid um, the rounds, you know, back and forth in this series. Uh, like, uh, you know, thinking of New Money in particular, or not New Money, um, Anubis in particular, yeah, that there's really fast, 
um, you know, really fast attacks with, and of course it was really fast attacks on both sides, which is, <laughs> which is the point. But uh, yeah, it, it could have been close, um, and it was close in, in different points. I mean, it looked like New York was going to hold Shock from completing King's Row <laughs> at one point. Um, uh, I'm trying to think Rialto. There was sort of flashbacks. In fact, I think Shock played Rialto three times this week, maybe. Um, you know, flashbacks of, of their loss to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it ended up wor- working out for him in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really wanted to redeem themselves on Rialto. I mean, I don't think it was their choice, but I think other teams were like, hey, that team lost on Rialto. Let's do it. Um, and they were That's like... True. Rialto, I've never lost on Rialto. Shock just completely forgot about. It. They're like, I've never, I, I, I've never played on this map even. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, that's. It was definitely close on some maps. It looked promising on some maps. On other maps, you know, it looked like Shock had just the map. The map they had lost on to Atlanta Rain, the one that brought them down here. They said, it's just. Ah, shock. They're so good. God. Because um, NYXL has such a talented team, too. In, mem- in memoriam for them, they deserve third place. I'll admit it. I know I talk trash about them all year because I was like, well, guess what? They might be good here in the standings, but once it comes to playoffs, they can't win. And they proved me wrong, Joe, this year. Uh, they made it to the to the winner's finals. They were so close. They made it top three overall. One game away once again, and maybe next year they can take that extra leap, that extra step, and make it to grand finals for the first time ever. Maybe it could happen, Joe. It's true. I mean, is it anything like, um, you know, the their performance in the last third or fourth of the season uh, next year? You know, you just got to see. And I feel like um, this is a different conversation, but I feel like some of these. Uh, returning teams are probably due for more roster changes than they had in season two. I think it's fair to say, um, like with, uh, you know, players getting older players looking for other opportunities. And obviously it's not like, um, a gigantic issue for some rosters, but teams like New York, teams like London, uh, teams like Seoul, I think are gonna, um, probably, and you know, Seoul already has a, a pretty different roster than they had season one, but uh, are, are going to end up with uh, my, my my hot take prediction right here is that they're going to end up with with pretty different rosters season three um, than in these first two seasons. Um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting prediction. I don't know about NYXL, but I agree with you on London. I think London should change up some things. And I definitely agree with you on Seoul. Um, while they did make playoffs, I do think Seoul's roster left something to desire there. Um, yeah, and London and Seoul both made it. It's funny because everyone talked about how the play-ins were, were the opportunity for those teams to, to make a magical run. And both the play-in teams like just got absolutely squashed in the playoffs and immediately left. Um, yeah. And that was Seoul in London, uh, who definitely needs some improvements. London, defending champions. They won't be champions anymore because uh, we got the match we deserve, the Shock versus the Titans. I mean, 
do we deserve any other match, Joe? This is this is what defined this season, and it's amazing that in every single meta, basically, besides that stage three meta, we get to see these two teams in a championship match. It's kind of crazy that these two teams consistently are just like, we're the best. It's true. I mean, yeah, not much else to say. I mean, um, you know, um, playoff consistencies and, and stuff. I mean, like I sort of mentioned at one point that, yeah, the, the, I think the most consistent teams like through, um, you know, the, the beginning part of the season versus the end part of the season, which were super different. Yeah. It's gotta be, you know, San Francisco. And I think to a lesser extent, honestly, um, Vancouver, but they're definitely still there too. Yep. Um, well, we'll talk about that game later, but for now let's get into some news first. Um, another one Zed is playing at the grand finals instead of my favorite DJ Khaled. We the best (laughs) who we, and I'm going to miss DJ Khaled. I will. Um, last year being at the grand finals in, in Brooklyn, seeing DJ Khaled live, it's a different experience. I promise you guys, he made us sing all the songs and I loved that. Um, (laughs) I absolutely loved that. I don't think Zed will do the same thing, and that's what I'm upset about, Joe. I'm kind of upset that Zed's not going to be talentless because I want to be the talent. Yeah. Was, uh, the, at least I'd heard of DJ Khaled before. I, I hadn't heard of Zed before this announcement. Okay. So that's that's something. But, I mean, <laughs> it, it sounds generally like from the community that's going to be better, though. So it'll be good. Oh, yeah. Zed's way more talented. Um, Zed's definitely more deserving. But, yeah, Zed's been a huge fan of the Overwatch League since it started. So, And he's a, he's a big music man. So put him on stage. That makes sense to me. Um, But, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, I did. You just tweeted out my MVP, and I don't think I mentioned him on the cast. Choi Oban is my MVP of the week um, for his fantastic Sigma play. Uh Give it, giving it to Choi. Okay, let's get into the next piece of news. Deepay, I talked about this a little bit at the beginning. Looking for teams, seeking other owl opportunities. This is arguably the best American coach in the league. Apparently, um, apparently, most people think Arrow is, but I think it's Deepay. Um, he released a twit longer. He's learned a lot. Over the past two years as head coach of the Gladiators on how to run a team. Basically, basically he uh, is looking for a new team, obviously. Uh, he gave his email out and apparently he is still with the Gladiators, though. And the Gladiators are allowing him to look for other opportunities. I'm guessing if the Florida Mayhem offers him an opportunity, he will be staying with the Gladiators. That's... <laughs> That's what's happening. but Yeah, probably. But I, I imagine there will be some very top-tier teams that that uh, will definitely be willing to bring Dipe into their coaching staff. I mean, I'm sure he'll be like, no, I'm going to be head coach or nothing here. But I don't know. I, maybe Dipe, if the Titans are like, hey, we'll offer you like an assistant coach, maybe he'll be like, it's the Titans. Like, I should go. I don't know. What do you, I mean, what do you think about this? Is this a huge loss for the gladiators? 
obviously people are going to want him. I, I think he's probably going to be leaving. Um, this is, I mean, in my opinion, Gladiator's MVP right here. So do you, do you agree with me or do you, do you think they'll still be fine? I mean, yeah, I think if he does end up leaving, it'll be, uh, it'll definitely be a hit for the Gladiators. I mean, that, uh, in the sense that they're going to have to work pretty hard to try to find somebody who's, uh, like capable of replacing him, honestly. Um, like you said, I, I think he is, um, you, you know, one of the better coaches that are out there. Um, you know, maybe he doesn't find anything. Maybe he hangs around. You know, I think um, it was definitely a, a pretty good direction. I think that the Gladiators went um, uh, this season. You know, it's just a matter of um, trying to figure out maybe main, maintaining that somehow. Yeah, um, they've got guys still have talent, but DP is a great head coach. Um, so, and I think coaching matters a lot. Well, I mean, clearly coaching matters. You have. The San Francisco shock being managed beautifully by Mr. Krusty. So uh, next uh, we got a new patch. Joe, the patch man is back and it includes a, a very nice bastion brick challenge. Do you want to get into these patch notes, Joe? Sure. And uh, this is for the live patch. So technically we have seen um, if you're a master on the PTR, we have seen some of these before. Um, I think there are a couple different ones though, but yes, patch 1.40 is live as of right now, as of Tuesday actually. Mm. Um, So I think one of the one of the biggest differences from PTR, I don't believe this was on the PTR. It says that ground targeted abilities like uh, Reaper's Shadow Step, Maze Ice Wall, Sinetra's Teleporter, uh, spelled with N's instead of M's. Symmetric. Uh, I, don't I, I, don't, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's still that way on uh, it, yeah, yeah. Well, on the official site or not, but that's the way it was. That's a new hero. The official new site. hero confirmed. Sinetra. Sinetra. Yeah. Sinetra's <laughs> um, teleporter, maze, ice wall, reaper, shadow step. Uh, will now more heavily prefer edges over placing as far away as possible, uh, which I haven't really messed with. I don't know how um, if that works in practice, but in theory. Um, it's like if you're right next to an, an edge, I guess, um, it'll prefer to teleport you onto the edge rather than like way off in the distance, I guess. Um, yeah. which I guess is an advantage makes, or it make, and sometimes in sometimes it probably isn't, but yeah, it feels like an advantage for the ice wall, but yeah, shadow step and teleporter teleporter. Maybe you don't necessarily want it on the edge. Um, but ice wall, definitely. Especially if it's like an edge right in front of you, it's like, yeah, I'm going to teleport six inches. (laughs) But usually, if you're, I mean, maybe the back edge of a platform, for some reason, I'm thinking of Anubis right now, but like if you're teleporting to the front edge of something, like it feels like that's when where players are going to be right there, uh, kind of, right? Yeah, like from the like super high ground to like the front of the like middle ground or something on defense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So, like I said, I haven't really like messed around with that to see how it actually feels in practice, but that's a thing that exists now. Um, and then some other balance changes that, like I said, we've seen on PTR. Um, some of the details might have changed. Um, I don't know off the top of my head all the numbers, but uh, Bastion self-repair uh, no, no longer consumes the resource if he's at full health, and there's now a proper recovery time after he uses it. Um, I guess there was a bug that 
Uh, there wasn't one in the past. Uh, Symmetra got a nerf, both on her beam width and DPS. Uh, Zarya got a sort of change to her beam width. It's now just consistently 0.15 meters. Uh, and her max damage lowered from 190 to 170 DPS. Um, Sigma got several nerfs. Uh, primary fire explosion damage reduced from 35 to 30. Um, being hacked by a Sombra uh, will now recall his experimental barrier mm. if it's deployed um, in EMP. Um, as it did before, the way I understand it, will still destroy the barrier and then um, uh, well, and then recall it, I guess, if, if it's in range of the EMP. Um, the uh, his accretion explosion damage increased from fifty to sixty. A little bit of a buff to the rock and gravitic flux intro cast time increased from point four seconds to point six. Um, uh, so that's a thing, I guess. Uh, this was also the workshop update that included the dummy bot. Uh, so that's a thing I can't. Um, uh, I haven't actually. I just. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't seen recently very many um, like workshop modes that people have made, but I know this was uh, this was a feature that they were asking for for a while, so that's cool. Uh, general bug fixes. Um, the Paris map, at least at the time of recording, I think is disabled uh, because there was a bug with the attacker's spawn door. I don't know if that will probably be re-enabled relatively quickly. But, I played Paris last uh, night on in competitive, actually. Oh, maybe it was. Maybe they fixed it like immediately. Yeah, because I did see on the subreddit that was disabled. But then I went to play Overwatch, and uh, Paris was the first map I was in. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So actually, it was disabled like immediately on like the patch launch. So like on Tuesday, and they must have had it fixed by then. So yeah, if you played it last night, it must be fixed. But there was a bug on it, but they fixed it. Gotcha. Um. Bug fixes, yeah. Bug fixes. Bug fixes, and, and that's the live patch. Oh, and so then also the Bastion thing. Yes. So the Bastion brick challenge, which they don't ever include the word Lego for some reason, because they've partnered with Lego and it's like clearly Lego based. So I don't know why they say Lego, but it's not Lego. It's just the Bastion brick challenge, uh, just like they did for um, Honest Bastet and Diva Nano Cola and Baptiste, whatever the name of the Baptiste skin was. Uh, they have one for Bastion now, where you can have uh, red, and yellow, and blue Lego Bastion. It's actually a really cool skin. Like I'm, I think three or four wins into getting it myself. But it's the exact same rules as in the past. Uh, win nine games, you get a free skin. This one's actually legendary, so it's kind of cool. Uh, you got Lego sprays, Lego player icons, uh, as well as the Twitch drops. Watch up to six hours to get all of those things. Um, sprays and player icons again yeah uh there's there's also a sale on the blizzard gear, gear store for the lego overwatch sets so that's something this is awesome <laughs> i like these uh the bastion bastion skin amazing uh i already have it i have one oh, you do? i nice. have one nine games total i have it it is amazing i mean the most the details are the best part of this skin um, just all the sounds it makes is ex- it's just Legos. Like he is built of Legos, um, and it's amazing. He fires Lego pieces. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it's just the details on the skin are amazing. Maybe one of the most detailed skins they've ever released. I was looking up uh, 
something, I forget what, but I found an article, apparently uh, Colorblind, the famous Bastion player, was complaining about this skin. Because um, again, I don't have it, so I haven't seen it personally, but um, evidently the like muzzle flash is also like made to look like the like transparent Lego fire piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that also apparently makes it a lot more visually obtrusive than some of the other skins, and so yeah. she was complaining about that. It makes sense. But, yeah. That, yeah, that thing's bright. It's like flashing. It's it's, I feel like I could get a seizure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I also recommend doing the Twitch drops because those player icons are pretty cool. You get a, like a Tracer Lego, a Widow Lego player icon, and Hanzo and Genji with some cool sprays too for Hanzo and Genji um, Lego sprays. I think those are some pretty cool collector's items to have on your Overwatch account for sure. They're They're pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and so that's through the thirtieth, I think. Uh, yeah, through the thirtieth, which is the Monday after Grand Finals. Yeah. So we got like a week and a half. Exactly. Um, so you got time. You got time to earn that Bastion skin, and you better. Um. Any that that's that's the news. Thank you, Patchman, for going through that. Not too many changes. Kind of upset about that. Want some more changes. Um, give me some more changes, especially since they said, Hey, two, 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 they're going to have to be a lot of changes. And now they've just been like, well, in a classic blizzard way, they're coming. The changes will come. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. We haven't, uh, I think probably one of, uh, one of their more pressing issues now. I mean, other than, uh, people talking about, uh, potentially, potentially shooting back DPS damage, but also, um, trying to do something to increase like tank variety i imagine is their next goal because uh, like when arisa sigma and double shields is like all there is uh, i mean there's a little bit of that because like the the sigma change interaction with sombra uh you know technically gives him a counter to re- to remove his shield when he's hacked but uh, everyone's counter is sombra at this point joe it's true. It's true. When you when you have one hero whose ability is just don't use your abilities, that kind of makes her a pretty good counter to things. I would agree. Uh, yeah, lots of shields. I I mean, so I'm on an Overwatch tear lately. Haven't been on one in a while. Um, and just playing in this meta, I'm just like, if my team isn't playing a shield tank, I'm very confused. And I'm like, why? Just there are three of them. Someone just play one of them. <laughs> And I can stand behind the shield and not die. I would love for that to happen, but um, for some reason, every one of my games want to play. They want to play Roadhog and Diva. That's that's what they want to do. Three of them, because Winston doesn't count. Oh yes, Winston. He's not. A sh- I mean, I can't. I could get in his bubble, I guess, but it's going to be destroyed within seconds. I'm not going to trust that thing. Yeah, yeah. Winston's a little rough. Although I did play. Uh, I did play against Winston yesterday in like bronze quick play that was doing particularly well. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I mean, I feel like Winston's just easily counterable at this point. Um, people in low elos though, dude, I, I am so apparently I'm not that good at support Jeff because I play silver in support. I'm like plat and usual play, but I play silver, silver in support. And I was like, Oh, Interesting. Interesting. Guess I'm yeah. very bad at it. Because <laughs> you're like a tank main, right? Yeah, so I'm a tank main. But I even placed yeah. gold in DPS. Apparently, I'm better at DPS than I am support. And I was like, oh, 
I thought I was I thought I was awful at DPS because I usually would play support or tank before roll queue came. Um, but apparently I'm just god awful at support, Joe. So I'm here in silver, chilling, <laughs> and it, it's weird because I've noticed there is a pretty big disparity. Like in silver, all all the players play all over the place. Like nobody is together. It's very interesting. Everyone, it people legitimately don't know how to play the game in comparison to plat. It's weird. Um, grand finals. Should we get into it, Joe? Should we just skip it? Who cares about the grand finals, right? <laughs> I mean, we probably ought to talk. We probably ought to talk about it, yeah. Because okay. uh, notably, they're not this weekend, but they are the weekend after. Um, and so, actually, for us for scheduling stuff, we're not going to have a show next week. So, yeah, this is our time to talk about <laughs> talk about the grand finals. Yes, uh, we could have a full f- power hour grand final predict prediction preview, but uh, I don't think we have enough. To, I don't think we have enough to talk about that. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll be off next week officially. This is the last episode you get before grand final. So this is the last in season episode for 2019, Joe. Um, it's true but yeah shock titans what we all expected sunday september 29th in philadelphia at t- 3 eastern 12 pacific on twitch on abc national television of course and joe i am i believe i'm so far behind in the prediction game that there is no possible way for me to come back so I want to congratulate you right now, Joe, on winning this year's predictions. Joe is the prediction master. He is the smartest here. Listen to his picks and not mine. <laughs> to, to be fair, uh, you were ahead of me basically the entire season until the playoffs. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I did there at the end that I just threw. I'm basically a thrower and I threw <laughs> I don't know. It worked out, though. It was good. Yeah, so congrats to Joe. But can... I mean, Joe, it all comes down to this. Can you predict the final match of the season? Can you predict who the champion is going to be? I mean, it's hard not to pick against the San Francisco Shock after how dominant they have been recently. But it's the Titans. It's dominance versus... It's recent dominance versus if it's map four, I'm going to win the Titans. So what's going to happen here, Joe? Yeah, I mean, people talk about the uh, the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. Um, I, I think it's, it's fair to say that San Francisco Shock coming into this match is the unstoppable force. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, they, they did lose to Atlanta, but, you know, arguably that was, um, but I mean, more than arguably, that was just basically period. That was, um, you, you know, basically entirely their fault. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, San Francisco Shock. I mean, they've they've gone like we said, sixteen maps and oh, um, all the way through this series, uh, or all the way through, through these playoffs, um, just just wiping the floor with teams. Um, and me- meanwhile, Vancouver, you know, being consistent, you know, as the the progress through the winners bracket and all that. Um, but you, you did point out I hadn't even considered. Um, you know that that Vancouver beat New York close, um, and then Shock just absolutely stomps New York, uh, and all of this. I think definitely San Francisco has. Um, well, I don't know. I was gonna say definitely San Francisco has more to play for. Uh, I think cer- certainly they've got 
um, you know, a playoff uh, playoff track record now, you know, sort of in their wake that they have to that they have to defend to an extent. But um, uh, all that to say, yeah, I am gonna, I am picking um, San Francisco, San Francisco to win the grand finals. I think it'll be decently close. Uh, I, I know lots of these other matches. Uh, matchups with these two teams have been, uh, but you just can't deny the the ruthless efficiency. Uh, to 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 borrow a phrase, I, I guess that the San Francisco have been showing uh, in these playoffs. It's 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 going to be it's going to be a shock game. I think. Okay, okay, Joe, going the shock, and it's hard not to pick against them with how good they've been looking lately. Um, God, I'm just sitting there thinking about the San Francisco Shock being crowned champions, and I'm so excited for another team to be crowned um, in a couple weeks here. I'm excited for history to be made again, someone to be added to the history books of the Overwatch League as a champion. And when I picture either of these teams holding up a trophy, wearing some sick bomber championship bomber jackets, um, I don't think of any two teams that deserve it more and i keep going back and forth on which one i think deserves it more but honestly they kind of both deserve it can they just split it (laughs) they're both so good they've been even almost all year they both have just defied odds over and over again meta changes doesn't matter meta changes doesn't matter i mean just everything as as has has been against them almost i feel like and it doesn't matter they they have the depth they have the talent i mean titans haven't even been like they've been subbing in a couple new players since the match change but honestly they've they've been staying pretty consistent while the shock have been like we've got depth we can we can handle any meta here um it's so hard i mean i do i don't good news is for the people in Philadelphia, I don't think this is going to be 4-0. I don't think Shock is going to be that dominant here, but I do think the Shock is going to win this one. I think they've got a full just team full roster that maybe deserves us a little better. This is a dream team in my opinion, and and I think they're going to go all the way here. Um, the C9 that everyone will remember is what's going to end up motivating them to win this whole thing. And I do think they win it in seven, and I think it's going to be super close. But um, which is which is the Titans' advantage almost? It seems like they win almost every map seven they go to. Um, but I think this time around, it's it's shock. <laughs> it's got to be shock. Um, God, it's I'm I just hype myself up so much, Joe. I'm so excited for this match. <laughs> It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a really good match. Yeah, and honestly, I could see it going either way, but I think it's got to be Shock, um, which will be interesting going into next year, too, um, and and seeing if they can repeat it with, with this amazing roster, see how many people they keep, too. I mean, I, I imagine most people will be like, yeah, I want to stay on a championship team. Um, God, anything else to talk about? With this grand finals, you excited for it to be in Philly? Um, any any remorse about this no bracket reset, or do you think it's gonna work out fine? I mean, 
it's, it's, it's sort of like you said. If uh, if if Shock beats Vancouver in the first round, you know maybe they'll maybe they'll want uh, <laughs> a bracket reset, sort of as vindication. I mean, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, at this point, it is what it is. Um, but, I mean, would it be awesome to see? Uh, San Francisco take take Vancouver eight maps to zero and it's <laughs> a to, to uh, actually win the grand finals. Yeah, I mean it's not going to happen, but uh, it actually physically can't happen. But uh, uh, they could go to eight maps though, and that's yeah. you know almost as exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm trying to think in their in their past, like if there's one team has the advantage over the other, it's probably it's probably pretty close head to head because they played twice in the regular season and at least twice in playoffs yeah and the two t- the two times they met in the grand finals were were different vancouver won the first one shock won the second one um nice. in the regular season i it, did they play in stage four maybe i'm sort of looking that up here again yeah. live fact checking it's great shock beat the titans uh, shock see. beat the titans in stage four um, and then I yeah. think the other time they played was maybe stage one. Let's see. Yeah, stage one, week two, Titans beat the Shock. So what it is even. It's two to two. If you include stage sure enough. If you include stage playoffs. Um So yeah, even better. This will be like the the real number one team in the league. Yeah. Um, and it has been so the Titans started off 2-0 against the Shock and the Shock have won the most recent two matches. Um, but it was still super close. They won three to two here in stage four. Uh, and obviously stage two finals went the distance too. So, um, yeah, God, this is going to be close. I mean, that was the one that didn't go seven maps, though. Uh, so it seems like the key to beating Vancouver Titans is not letting it get to seven maps because once it gets to seven maps, the Titans are like, we're either going to map eight or we're, we're winning it. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. It seems so the bracket reset thing, if I were to preview this match and there was a bracket reset, I think Titans would be way more heavily favored here. I think it'd be super hard for the shock to win two matches in a row against the Titans. Um, so bracket reset makes a big difference, but I think it's less exciting for us because I think it'd be way more likely that the Titans win. Um, it's it would have to be a true underdog story for the for the shock to pull out two map victory, two match victories against a team like the Titans. So I think it's the right decision as of now. Monty was talking about how big of a disadvantage it is for the shock to have to go through the entire losers bracket. But honestly, because they haven't been acting like it (laughs) yeah and uh, the fatigue that comes with playing all those matches well guess what each match was like an hour long or something so there was no fatigue there they foreroed everybody they might have played more matches but they just zoomed through it so i don't think i think shocks had a little bit of an advantage right now because they've gotten to lose one game here in the playoffs titans titans have gone perfect the whole time but the shock while they have played more matches they have a two-week break here. They barely played more matches. They, I don't know. That'd be interesting to see if they've even played more maps, Joe, because Titans have been close every time and Shock have 4 everybody. So, Yeah, I don't know. 
It probably has been because it's still they still have to play four maps to win yeah, every time. True. So they played three games in three or four games in the loser's bracket. They played four. Uh four. Yeah. So that's twelve maps plus the seven maps of the game against Atlanta Rain. So that's a lot. Van- <laughs> Vancouver played nineteen. Um, and and it's 16 for shock plus seven so 23 yeah 20 23 so only four more maps um so not that big of a difference honestly yeah. um for a team that had to play because shock had to play two more total matches than the titans and yet there are only four more maps played by them um so while monty i think in another year monty's argument can ring true but this year it's a little i think the situation's a little different because the shock barely were even in the loser's bracket they they kind of just whizzed by that um but yeah grand finals anything else to say about it joe before we sign off and and just hype ourselves up for this moment uh i mean not much i don't think go get your your Lego Bastion skin because it's awesome. Oh yeah, um, um, but I think the London Spitfire Winston skin is gone by now. Um, yeah, I mean it's, it's gonna be a good match. No, you get a break from Overwatch this weekend mm-hmm. and a break from our show next week. But <laughs> but we'll be back. The league will be back on the 29th, and we'll be back that Thursday for another show. Yeah. Uh- I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Also, there are Grand Finals shirts for the Shock and Titans you can buy right now online. And then if you watch at home, they did this last year, too. You get some grand you get some you get some sprays um, and icons for your in-game exclusive items and you get double league tokens. Yeah. And it was funny because they have it based on time like they did last year, like time watched you get so many sprays but it'd be funny if like because i think the longest is like three hours yeah, if it doesn't go have three to watch hours. It, yeah if the exactly if the match just doesn't go three hours what are they gonna do i guess you'll you'll have to watch the watch point post show guys <laughs> yeah. check it out <laughs> yeah it's the the most meaningless post show ever because <laughs> yeah. it's literally the end of the, the season the shock one four oh yeah <laughs> what a season <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, uh, we got to elongate this to three hours so you guys could get that spray. <laughs> um, yeah, great! I'm so excited, so excited. Um, I'm excited to see what that Philly audience is like too. Apparently, they're rowdy. Let's see them get rowdy. It's uh, true. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it here for episode 55. On the flank, you can follow us on Twitter. My Twitter is at jwgeorgeiv. Joe's is at kirkpatrick underscore inc. That's inc. Uh, we got a Twitter at on the flank show go follow that joe tweets out some fantastic things there email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us at on the flank show to uh tell us anything there have been a bunch of people who have given us corrections which is very nice i appreciate it or uh send us topics to talk about on the show you're listening to this to this in one way if you want to listen to it in a different way we are at on-the-flank.pinecast.co on your internet browsers. We're on my YouTube, which uh, you're most likely going to find on my Twitter. It is called John George, so very hard to find if you just search it in YouTube. We are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening, and 
Enjoy the grand finals.